0: who were here last Sunday or oh, just half just a quarter okay what was the lesson last Sunday passion and purpose not fashion huh? passion and purpose and what's our purpose in life come on what's our purpose in life nobody Glorify God. Okay? What's our purpose? Hindi ko alam purpose ko Okay? Each and every one of God, as God has given us a purpose. And that purpose is to please Him, please the Father, and do His will. And a lot of Christians, you know, some of us don't, don't realize what our purpose in life is. And it is our prayer that as we walk through our life as a Christian... We will discover our purpose. Amen. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, there were there was these two guys. They were be, they've been debating whether Jesus is black or he is white. What do you think, guys? Brown. Brown? And one day, both of them died. And when they went to heaven, St. Peter opened the door. And then they asked Peter, Peter, is God black or is he white? And suddenly, a tall gentleman came and he said, Buenos Dias, senoritos. <laughs> okay. You know, some time ago, me and, and, and uh, my son, we went to a desert in California City. And in the middle of the desert, we had a car breakdown. We actually had an accident. In the middle of nowhere, we've stayed there for about two or three hours waiting for our rescue. And AAA has called me, we can't find you. And unfortunately, I'm the guy who does not know location unless I have a GPS. Has any one of you experienced being rescued from from a catastrophe, or from an accident, or from whatever? Hmm? You know, it's a dreadful feeling when you are in that situation, and you're waiting to be rescued. This morning, I have entitled my message as The Rescue. Okay, and it is, our text for this morning is found in Genesis chapter 14. This is actually the continuation of our series in the book of Genesis. Okay, Genesis chapter 14. Now, please forgive me because we are going to read a lot of difficult names. Okay? Uh, Nate earlier had difficulty pronouncing the name of Bricks. Bricks, happy birthday. Okay? And this chapter, when Pastor Insong told me to talk about it, I actually wanted to say no. Because I can't even pronounce their names. But please bear with me, whatever pronunciation that may be, for as long as we understand the Word of God, okay, whether it's an American pronunciation, a Filipino pronunciation, or a Chinese pronunciation, it is what it is, okay? Okay, back when King Amraphel of Shinar, or Shinar, King Arioch of Eleazar, King Cherdor Laumer of Elam, and King Tidal of Goim ruled the land. These four kings formed an alliance and made war on five other kings Bera of Sodom, Bersha of Gomorrah, Shinav of Adman. Shemaber of Zibuim, and the king of Bela, a city now known as Zoar. Just imagine you're doing your quiet time with the Lord and you're reading this. (laughs) Okay? In the 14th year, Chedorlaomer and the three kings who were allied with him squashed rebellion of the Raphaim in Ashtaroth, Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Elmim in Shaveh, whatever, (laughs) and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, all the way to El Paran, which lies in the edge of the wilderness. Then Chador La Mer and his allies, (laughs) turned back and did the same in En Mishpah, a city also known as Kadesh. And they conquered all of the country and of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who lived then in Hazazon. The five kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, and Adman, Seboim, and Bela—that that is Soar, all went and joined in the battle in the valley of Sidim against the four kings, Chedor Laumer of Elam, Tidal of Goim, Amraphael of Shinar, and Ariok of Eliasar. The valley of Sidim held many dangers. It was full of tar pits. And as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled the battle, some of their soldiers fell in to the pits, and were killed. The rest managed to make it out alive to the hill country. haba, no? As a result, Cher Dorlaum Mare and his allies captured all the spoils of the battle from the retreating forces of Sodom and Gomorrah, their provisions, weapons, and other supplies. Then they left. But before they left, they took Lot, the son of Abram's brother who lived in Sodom, prisoner along with all his goods. You know what? To, to be honest, I read this, I think, 20 times. Okay? I went to the Wikipedia. I just can't understand with all of these names. So I'd like to simplify the story. This is the map of the Middle East in Bible days or in the olden days during the time of Abraham. So from the first few verses that we read there was a king his name is king Okay. of Elam. Hindi ito Ulam ha. of Elam. Okay, and under him There were other kings. Now, we should understand that in the olden days, cities are ruled by different kings. They call it kingdoms. And for them to be powerful, they need to conquer other lands. The reason being is because they get taxes from these other cities and it controls the trade. It controls the flow of goods from one city to another. And there is another king, second king, and his name is King Taidal of Goim, King Ariok of Eliezer, and King Amraphel of Shinar. Okay. The powerful king, his name is King Shador Lomer, there were nine kings that were paying taxes to him. These five kings are the kings from Sodom. His name is King Bera. Sorry, ano nangyari? Okay, the king of Sodom, King Bera, the King of Gomorrah, King Bersha, King Adman, King Shinab of Adman, King Shemeber of Zebulim, and the King of Bela. Now these kings were under him for twelve long years. And on the twelfth year, the five kings that were listed there, they said, Enough is enough. We're not going to pay taxes anymore, or we're not going to be under this this king, Cherlomabur. So they revolted or they said they they did an uprising on the 13th year. So they were no longer under this king. And the 14th year, this king, together with the four other kings, they launch an attack to squash the rebellion. Do you understand what's going on? Okay, because they wanted to conquer, they wanted to control these other kings. So on the 14th year, they launch an attack. And when they launch an attack, the attack was done at, they call it, the Valley of Sidim. Okay. And during the attack, now if we go back to our previous lessons in Genesis, we learned that Lot lived in Sodom. Do you follow? And as a result, Lot was taken captive and he became a prisoner together with his family and together with all of the goods and the wealth of, of Lot. Okay. Now, what about Lot? In Genesis chapter 13, we learned that there was a family squabble between Abraham and Lot. Because what? Because the land could no longer hold the wealth that they have. So Abraham, or Abram at the time, being the uncle, you know, he was very humble. He said to Lot, you know what? Instead of us, eventually we'll fight with each other because of, of wealth. Why don't we part our ways? Choose wherever you want. You may want to go to the left or to the right. And what remains, I'll go there. You remember that story, right? And what did Lot choose? He chose Sodom. And Sodom was a very nice place. And at the time, you know, Abraham doesn't have a choice but to go to the desert. You know, there's a lesson we can learn from chapter 13. We have family feuds, right? Right? Am I correct or am I right? We have family feuds. We have family squabbles, right? Or kabilang? Okay, we have, we, have, we have, you know, we quarrel at home, our families, but you know what? Abraham was a peacemaker. He was a peacemaker. And I don't know we as Christians, are we being peacemakers in our family? Or if there's a family dispute, if there's a family problem, we just say, leave it alone. Or are we part of the problem? In the case of Abram, what did he do? He tried to fix the problem. And in fact, he's fixing the problem. Abram showed his what? His humility. And what did Lot choose? Lot chose the place in Sodom. The grass was green. Everything was okay. And you can see here that Lot displayed some sort of greed selfishness instead of you know, giving some to his uncle who actually was his foster father because the father of Lot died and yet kumbaga wala siyang utang na loob okay I think these guys are Filipinos also wala kang utang na loob so what did Lot do? Okay, let's go back to Genesis 13, 8 and 9. Abram said to Lot, let's not have a fighting between us, between your shepherds and my shepherds, because we are all family. So what happened? They separated ways. And in verse 12, we can see here that Abram settled in a place called Canaan, while Lot settled in the cities of the plains and pitched his tent near Sodom. What is Sodom? Sodom is a place or it's it symbolizes sin. You know in Sodom there are a lot of perverts there. Okay, it's even worse than what we have here in in, in, in America. Okay, because you know as we go through the story of Genesis, you will see later on that even the people of Sodom, they wanted to rape the angels that visited Lot. But, you know, that's going to be our lesson in the next few weeks. But we see here that Lot settled or pitched his tent near Sodom. I like this verse in Proverbs 3.7. Lot feels that he knows everything. Instead of running to God, he didn't run from evil, but he even went near evil. You see, Lot pitched his tent near Sodom. I remember in in my younger years. Okay, we would say, okay, Christian, uh, I'm Christian, and yet I will say, okay, let's go to this place. Although we know that this place is not really good, but, well, I will test my faith. Okay? Sometimes you know that it's hot, and yet what do we do as Christians? We still continue to hold it. Right? Or, ako lang yun? Say to the person next to you, gising. Okay? So, Proverbs says, don't assume that you know all. Timmy was saying, you know what? It's kind of difficult. I won't say that I'm a super spiritual Christian, but Timmy recognized his weakness. Okay, are we the same as Timmy that we recognize our weakness? Or we still wanted to test our weakness? Or we wanted to test our spiritual strength? There are people who are like that, right? And for some time, some time ago, I was like that. So just like Lot, Instead of running away from evil, he even pitched his tent near Sodom. Psalms 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In the New Testament, Paul writes, "Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Hey, eh, Pastor Reg, you know I'm on, I'm in this world, and you know uh, everything around me, people around me are sinners. I just can't help them. You know what? I I always say this to my D group. Okay, lang makisama, wag lang nakikisama. We are in the world. you know what? Even Jesus sat with cedars, right? Jesus ate with the tax collectors. He's got friends who are frosty. Frosty in the Christmas, prostitute, in short. OK And Jesus loved these people, and yet Jesus did not commit sin. I am not saying that we seclude ourselves from the world because we are in the world. But let us remember that we Christians should be light and salt of this earth. Psalms 1 verse 6, it says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. Initially, Lot thinks that it's going to be okay. But in the end, what happened to him? He became captive, he became a prisoner when this king attacked their uh, their area or attacked their city. And if we continue in Genesis chapter 14, then one of the men who had escaped the battle went and found Abram, the Hebrew, who at that time was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and of Aner some of Abram's allies. He told Abram what had happened. So Lot was held cap- captured. He was a prisoner. Okay, and a lot of their goods, even their families, have been taken as prisoners. And there was this one man who was able to escape. And he went to Abram to tell the news. Unfortunately, they don't have CNN during those times. They don't have uh, uh, BBC. They don't have text. They don't have TFC. Okay. Or, or in the Philippines, they have the Bombo Radio okay they don't have it there so this guy went to Abram and said bossing this is what happened okay and you know what as soon as Abram heard the news in verse 14 as soon as he heard that his nephew had been taken prisoner he gathered a company of his most reliable and best trained men there were about 318 of them all born in his household and pursued the enemy as far north as Dan. When he caught up with them, Abram divided up his men, surrounded the enemy, and attacked them. During the night, he and his soldiers crushed the invaders and pursued any survivors all the way to Hoban, north of Damascus. Now, this is the map of what happened. The northern kings, okay, let's start with Lot. Lot was moved to Sodom, okay, when he and Abraham parted ways, and he was taken, captured. Okay, these are the path of the four kings that attacked Sodom, Gomorrah, and the rest of the cities. This is where Lot was captured. And when Abram heard the news, he was at Mamre. He immediately organized his 300 plus warriors. Abram was ready. You know what? It's a good thing that I am not Abram. Because if I'm Abram, I would say, sa Ingrato walang utang na loob bahala siya sa buhay niya. Are we like that sometimes? Right? Or ako lang yun? Sorry, ako lang yun eh, no? It's just me. You guys are, you know, you're like Abraham. But what happened here is that, you know, Abraham immediately organized. He didn't blame Lot. He didn't say, my nephew is, a my, my you know, he's bad. No, he didn't. He immediately organized a rescue team. He immediately organized his Marines, his SEALs, because they wanted to rescue Lot. You know what drove Abram to do that? His love for his nephew. If you're Abram, are you going to do the same? Honestly. Okay? So when, when Abram launched the rescue, you know what he didn't rescue just on the other side of the mountain. The Bible says that Abram chased the enemy as far as Dan, not Dan Perez. Okay? He rescued, as far as Dan, up to to a place called Hoban. Look at the map. During those days, they don't have airplanes. They don't have fast uh, tanks or armored piercing vehicles. They were on foot, or probably on camel, or probably on horse. Right? Abram took the second mile to rescue Lot. Are we also going to take a second mile or another mile to rescue our friends, to rescue the people that have hurt us? Me, no. Okay? But Abram, you know what? He did the second mile. Hindi lang hanggang kay Dan, he went as far as Hobad. Hobad hindi Hobad, ah. Okay. After the battle, Abram recovered all the spoils of the enemy had taken and brought them back with him. He rescued his nephew, Lot, and brought him back along with his goods. There were other captives too, including some women whom he rescued. After Abram and his men defeated Shador Lomer and the other kings allied with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him on his return to the valley of Shaveh, an area also known as the King's Valley. The priest king of Jerusalem Melchizedek came out to meet him as well and brought out bread and wine for them. Melchizedek was the priest of the one whom he called the Most High God. After Abraham was able to rescue Lot, okay, the king of Sodom went out and greeted Abraham. Probably it's a hero's welcome, right? When Manny Pacquiao goes back to the Philippines, there's a hero's welcome. So when Abram came back with all of the spoils, with all of the prisoners that were captured, he was greeted by the king of Sodom, a hero's welcome. And surprisingly, all of a sudden, in the first few verses that we read, there was never a men- mention of a certain king, King Melchizedek. All of a sudden, In this verse, King Melchizedek appeared, and what did he do? He offered wine and bread. He offered wine and bread. Who is King Melchizedek? Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. This is Melchizedek. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Then also, king of Salem means king of peace. In verse 3 it says that Melchizedek has no father or mother. He doesn't have any genealogy without beginning of days or end of life. He resembles the Son of God and he remains a priest forever. Who is Melchizedek? There are only a few verses in the Bible that describes who Melchizedek is. But for me, my interpretation is Melchizedek was God himself. Melchizedek was God himself because we read in Hebrews that he has no genealogy, he has no father, he has no mother, and he was a priest forever. And who is our priest? Jesus is our high priest. And Jesus being our high priest, he is our priest forever. What does the priest do? We will discuss that later. But again, who's Melchizedek? As I said earlier, I believe that Melchizedek is God himself. You know, when we go through battles in life, when we go through trials in life, our Melchizedek will appear before us. Because the Bible says that the Lord is a warrior and the Lord is his name. Going back to what Abraham did. There were about 300 men that Abraham used to rescue Lot. He was fighting against four kingdoms. Just imagine four kingdoms versus 300 men. Just imagine these kings, they have trained warriors. Although the Bible says that Abraham trained warriors for himself. But you know, if you think about it, probably Abraham's warriors may not be as good or as better as the warriors of, the, of these kingdoms. But what happened? They won the battle. Why? Because every time you go through battles in your life, it is God himself who fights for you. And in this situation, I firmly believe in all my heart that it, is, it was God himself who fought for Abraham Are you going through certain battles in your life Do you have problems or ako lang yun Ako lang Do we have issues in life are we going through relationship issues Are we going through some financial difficulties Are we sick in our bodies Are we being persecuted in our office? Are we being persecuted by our families? I have good news for you. We have a high priest. And his name is Jesus. And the Bible says he is fighting in your behalf. He is fighting in your behalf. Do you want him to fight in your behalf? Right? Now let's move on. Priest King Melchizedek offered a special blessing to Abram. He said, May Abram be blessed by the Most High God, creator of heavens and earth. Blessing and honor to the Most High God, who has clearly delivered your enemies into your hands. You see, it's very clear here. It is the most high God, the El Elyon, delivered the enemies into Abraham's hand. And Abraham gave the priest, king, a tenth of all of the captured goods he was bringing back with him. When King Melchizedek faced Abraham, he said may Abraham be blessed by the most high God. Melchizedek is reminding Abraham that the battle that you experience the victory that you experience is not because you are good but because there is an El Elyon there is the most high God. Do we recognize the goodness of our lives whenever we go through difficulties in life in our lives and when we gain victory. Or probably after the end when we get promoted, ang galing ko. Or you will say, ko talaga. Ako lang yun, ha? Okay? But what happened? King Melchizedek reminded Abraham that the victory belongs to the Lord. It is God who gives him or who will give you the ability to acquire wealth. It is God who will bless you. It is God who will make you prosperous. Nobody else. Or you will say, Pastor Reggie, pinaghirapan ko yan. Sa, talagang pinagpawisan ko yan. That may be true. Pero pag tinakpan ni Lord, yung mga butas ng yung pores mo, tingnan natin. Kung pagpapawisan ka pa. All I'm saying that everything that happens to our lives every victory that we go through every victory that we have they're all blessing from the Lord amen, amen. and Abraham we, we, we read here that he uses all his resources to what to go back and recapture or rescue lot you know what God is blessing us not for ourselves God is blessing us so that we too can be a blessing to others. Now, let me clarify. Blessing is not just money. Blessing is not just money. Well, of course, you know, money is a blessing from God. Cars, you know, ordinary blessing lang But you know what? When you have the Lord in your life, that is the greatest blessing. having the Lord in your life, having the presence of God in your life, that is the greatest blessing that we can ever have. You know, you see, there are a lot of people, they don't have money, but they are happy. They have peace of mind. They have the joy of the Lord in their lives. Whereas there are some people who are rich, and yet, what? They don't have peace of mind. They worry on how they can make their money grow. They worry on how to keep their money. They worry about their security. They cannot walk the streets without security guards or, or, or uh, bodyguards. But you know, we are blessed. Why? We have the Lord in our lives. We are blessed like what David said. I was young and now I'm old. Si David lang yun, ako, 27 lang ako. <laughs> I was young, I was old. But I have not seen the righteous beg for food. Meron ba ng lilimos? Wala, ba? Anybody here begging for food? Please raise your hand. None. Then you are blessed. Then you are blessed. Who among you here have Jesus in their lives? Everybody? Then you are blessed. Tell the person next to you, you are blessed. And you know what? You are blessed to be a blessing to others. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are not blessed to give it to yourself. You are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's move on. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, and you can take all of the spoils for yourself. And then Abram said, I have pledged a solemn oath to the Eternal One, the Most High God, creator of heavens and earth. And I promise that I would not keep any shred of what belongs to you, not a thread of a garment or a strap of a sandal, that may, you could never take credit for any wealth of mine. I will take nothing except the food my men have eaten. As for the men who fought with me, Einar, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their shares, but I will take nothing more. The king of Salem, King Melchizedek, blessed Abraham and reminded him that everything came from God. The king of Sodom wanted to give whatever spoils were taken. He wants to give it to Abraham. But Abraham said, no, I won't take it. Why? Because Abraham knew that blessing does not come from people. He knows that blessing comes from the Lord. Are we depending our blessings from other people? I was reminded when I was still back in the Philippines, I I used to work for this company. It's the giant food and beverage company in Southeast Asia. I was working there. And my dependence is what, the company. I depend everything on that company. I get my, my salary every 20th. I get good insurance, I, I, I get a lot of stuff. And I forgot that it came from the Lord. Are we like that? We are here in America, do we depend what we have from, from, from our employer? This is a rich country. Where do we depend? Do we depend on the richness of America or we depend on the Lord? It is my prayer, it is my desire that our dependence should be on the Lord. Now, I'd like us to watch this short uh, clip from the movie called Fireproof. Love you. Love you. Sanders, you two go check out the car. Let me know what you got. I need an and three-quarter line. Department, you check out the passenger. Alright, I need you all to stay clear of the tracks and the vehicle. Ma'am, I'm Captain Holt from the Albany Fire Department. We're here to help you. Help me, help me, please. I can't get out. Where are you hurting? My my legs are hurting. Please, please help me. Alright, we're gonna help you. Okay. Where else are you hurting? My my neck is hurting. Please, please. Listen, we're gonna get you out of here. You're gonna be just fine, all right? Please don't leave me. Please don't leave Please don't let me die. I promise you, I am not going to leave you. You're gonna be all right. Captain, she's alive but not responding. Get the spreaders, sir. Captain, those two will be okay. They've got minor injuries. All right, we're gonna have to cut these two out. Sanders, help Harmon with the Hearst equipment. I need you to check for gas. Yes, sir. Ma'am, we've got an ambulance coming. I'm gonna stay right here with you. Okay. In a moment, you're gonna hear a very loud noise. That just means we're getting you out fast. Okay. All right, you're gonna be all right. Okay did I just hear a train? Yes, there's a train coming! Dispatcher, this is Roosevelt Command. We have a car on the train tracks. Notify the train dispatcher to stop all trains in progress. Roosevelt Command, be advised, we are currently unable to make contact with the train dispatcher. We will continue. No, no, no! We don't have time! Come on, we're gonna have to push it out of the way! Let's go, let's go! All right, let's go! Push! Push! It's not rolling! We gotta drag it off. All right, get the chain. Get the chain. Hey, wait! Hook up the chain. Hook up the chain. Hey! Oh Hook up the chain! We're down. We gotta pick this up. All right, grab the front. Grab the front. Lift on three. One, two, three. Again! One, two, three. Again! Let's go! We're getting off the track. One, two, three! Again! One, two, three! just needed a minute. Well, broke my record of how close I could come to death and still live. Well, don't break it next time. I wasn't trying to break it this time. Hey, tell my wife. You know what? People out there are dying. There are a lot of lots who made wrong decisions in life. We have even relatives and friends who have hurt us. They are dying. John 10 says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. How can these people know that there is a God who loves them if we will not rescue them? They figured into a car accident, and there's a train coming. They're about to die. And yet, there are these people. Yes, it's a call of duty. But who would do an extra mile to save people, to rescue people from where they are right now? There are a lot of lots outside. And some of them might even be your relatives. Some of them might even be your friends. You know them, right? Or, or all the people that you know are Christians. Of course, all of us know some people who have not even heard the gospel. You have been blessed so that you can go out and rescue them. Would you like them to die without knowing Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Would you like to be like the story of Lazarus and the rich man? Do you want to be an evangelist when you go to hell? Do you want to have the desire to rescue people when, you are, when they are already in hell? guys? Don't wait. Don't wait. Or we have relatives that you know, instead of giving them love, we even ridicule them. We despise them. And we would even say booting us a you have office mates that have not known the Lord as their personal Lord and Savior? Let's rescue them because God has blessed you with His love, with His grace, with His presence so that you can go out there and bring people back to Him. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short or have fallen short of the glory of God. All that includes me. But I know I'm a sinner. Because the Bible says that all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. And in Isaiah it says that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all we lost our way a lot of people are lost out there and I'm challenging everybody are you with me are you with the cause of rescuing other people and bringing them to the feet of Jesus we were called to rescue. It was not a coincidence that God blessed Abram. He blessed Abram so that he can be a blessing to Lord. God does bless you so that you can be a blessing to your family members. Just like Paul in Acts chapter 16, verse 9. That night Paul had a dream. A Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Can't you see your relatives? They're crying out to you, come help us. I am hurting. Didn't you hear some of your friends calling out to you, come help me. I am at the verge of divorce. Do you have people that you know who are calling you come help me, I'm about to commit suicide. Look around, we are happy, but people out there are lost. People out there are lost. Amen? On October 31st, you will have the opportunity. And what is that opportunity? to bring people so that they will know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. You know, apart from God, we are nothing. Apart from Jesus, our lives will be in a mess. Some of them might be enjoying the wealth that they have. But you know what? Apart from Christ, that life is in a mess. When they die... Where are they going? They will not meet that Latino guy. They will not hear from Jesus, Venus Dias, Señor. But they will hear from the devil, "Venas Dias, and enjoy the fire. Do we want that? Do we want to see our friends and relatives when we are up there in heaven? They are down there crying for help, and it's already too late for us. To rescue them? Now is the time. I challenge each and every one of you. Okay, on October 31, we are going to have an encounter with God. This is actually designed for people who have not known the Lord Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. However, those of you who have not attended this, we would like to encourage you to attend. Why? Why? You cannot invite people to come if you don't know what this is all about. I know some of you memorized the Bible already from cover to maps, right? But it doesn't matter whether you memorize the concordance, whatever accordance or concordance that is, or accordion if you have not attended the weekend encounter, we encourage you to come. This is going to be a whole day on October 31, and it will culminate on November 1st, which is a Sunday. The encounter will culminate on a water baptism. Okay? And for those, for those of you who have attended last year, can I see the hands of those who have attended last year? Okay. konti lang. Parang ang dami Those who have attended last year, we would like to implore you. We would like to encourage you. Okay? Paglabas dumama, tututukan kayo ng baril. We want you to volunteer. To volunteer as what? Volunteer as facilitators. Those who have not attended, can I see your hands? Okay, can I ask those, our leaders, to distribute the forms? Taas ang kamay. Lord, kuna mo ng litrato. At yung magbaba kamay mamaya, Lord, alam nyo kung saan sila pupunta mamaya. Okay? We have the forms. Okay, we have flyers. The registration form is in there. Please register. We need, taas ang kamay ulit. Please raise your hands okay there are people here those who will not register wala merienda <laughs> it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun now those of you who have attended weekend encounters in the Philippines with CCF we wanted you to volunteer to help us because we need facilitators to facilitate the small group discussion. Okay? Everybody got their flyers already? Okay, now, my next question. Who among you here know somebody? Okay? Who among you here knows somebody who have not encountered the Lord Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Please raise your hands. Yung ibawa lang kilala, no? Wow. Okay. Please get even one flyer and give it to them. Okay? Sino ba? Ang kamay. Please raise your hands. Okay, grab a form. We wanted you to fill them, fill them up now. Guys, you know. There are people who need the Lord. Would you like them to die without Jesus in their hearts? You know what? I have a very brief testimony. When I used to work for, well, I'm still working for this company. Okay, please write your names. So, hapag sinusulat nyo, I will just share this very briefly so that you guys will be encouraged. You know, I have a boss. For whatever reasons, he feels that I'm more handsome than him. You know, I'm humble, huh? Okay. Uh, He makes it really difficult for me. He was the boss of my boss. Okay? And because before I used to have long hair and then I would ponytail it at the back. And there was a time that he threatened me that if I don't cut my hair, okay, something will happen to me, okay. And actually something happened to me. I was given a final, we call it in the company PIP. It is a performance, it's like an evaluation. If you fail this, you're out. Okay, so that was, that was the agreement before. And, you know, that, that PIP is only for about six months. And after a while, before the sixth month ended, I already know that, you know, I will probably go. Okay? He was moved to a different branch. He moved to Carson. Okay, now that I'm on a different branch, I'm now in the city of industry. You know, God is, you know, God is sometimes funny. He became my functional boss. Now, as a functional boss, I report to him everything or anything that has something to do with my function in full service operations. Full service is, you know, I take care of the machines where it vents soda. Okay? Now, if you guys drink soda or juice, make sure it's only Coca-Cola products. <laughs> okay? Just like this, if you want, you know, smart water, if you want to be smart, drink smart water. Okay. So he became my functional boss. One day, he went to my office. He was asking me a lot of questions, etc., so on and so forth. And after that, probably he felt that, you know, I'm already hungry. Kasi pag ako, gutom na ako eh. Okay? So he invited me for lunch. So we went out for lunch. And you know, from nowhere, the Lord opened an opportunity. The golden moment, and I was able to share the gospel to him. You know what? When you are hurting inside, when you have hurt, if somebody has offended you, it's difficult to share the gospel, right? And in fact, deep within you, sinasabi mo, mapupunta ako sa langit, ikaw sigurado sa impyerno. Bahala ka sa buhay mo. Or ako lang yun? Ako lang. Okay. Ako lang. And you know what? By God's grace, I am able to share the word of God. And for whatever reason, every week, He goes to my office. He's making my office as, as a haven. He's making my office as a... Uh, just to release the pressures the difficulties and he would even ask me questions about the word of god guys i encourage you <laughs> meron ba kayong boss na napakasungit Hmm? or ako lang meron ba kayong kapitbahay Meron ba kayong kapitbahay na makulit? Or wala kayong kapitbahay? Meron ba kayong kamag-anak na hindi kayo pinapansin? Or ako lang? You know what? God sees your heart. And just like Abraham, by faith, he followed the Lord. And, one, and when God saw his heart, God continuously blessed him. God bless Abraham what? To be a blessing. Do you want to be blessed? Yes? Okay, then share. Go out there and rescue because there are people dying out there. So when you go out, I want you to give those registration forms to the usher. Okay? Amen? Are we going to see each other on October 31st? Taasang ang lahat pupunta sa October 31st. Lord, pakiselfie mo nga, Lord. Okay? And promise, bring somebody. Let's fill this place with people who have not known Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. I may sound like a broken record, but you know what? The heart of God is to bring people to himself the heart of God is not to bring people to CCF but to bring people who are dying who are dying just like Lot people who made wrong choices in life people who have not met the Savior they are out there Amen let us pray Father in heaven we thank you for your words this morning Lord God Indeed, you are a great God, and thank you for your love to each and every one of us. And Father, even as we embark into this weekend encounter, I pray, dear Father, that you will bring souls into your kingdom. Father, use us so that we can bring our friends, our relatives, even our office mates, Lord God, to, uh, to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, and I pray for each and every one here, Lord. I pray that every words, Lord God, that we have learned this morning, Lord God, will grow in our hearts. I pray, Father God, that you will bless each and every one of us. Those who are sick, I speak healing to them in Jesus' name. Those who are hurting, I pray, Lord God, that you will comfort them. Those, Lord God, who have problems, who have needs, who have financial needs, I pray, dear Father God, that you will supply every need, for you are our Jehovah Jireh. Lord God, we thank you for all your goodness and faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.